from the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre. Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. How's it going, Michael? It's going good, Mr. Matthew. How you doing? Excellent. Good, good. So Dragon Bruce Lee Part 2. Yeah. I guess I need to stop right away and say, was there a Dragon Bruce Lee Part 1? Mm, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds this good, though. Was- this one was born a bad sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it actually, actually, for a long time, I was looking for the Dragon Bruce Lee Part One, thinking that there was actually right. some sense to it all. I remember as a young, young uh, fanatic, I was like, "Okay, I got to find the first one. It must be the super rare title." But <laughs> no, there's not really a Part One. You know, I had that trouble with Bruce Lee because when I first uh, when I first saw um, Way of the Dragon, it was called Return of the Dragon. That's how they put right. it out at my drive-in. Yeah. So to make I'm it at sound the drive-in. Like a... Yeah, right. I'm watching it with like my dad. It was a double feature. And I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. This isn't the same guy at all. Yeah, right. That's the one. Like... It says the hero. I think even the po- the original poster said the hero from Enter the Dragon is back. Yeah, right. And so that was, it was almost like an example of Bruce Bloitation with a real Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this one I first um, saw billed as big boss too right which is what confuses a lot of people and and i I was as a kid too because you're thinking oh this is it this is that one you know and i must have probably twice picked it up um as a kid thinking it was going to be you know be uh the sequel to big boss Uh, they did a few things. He rips up a sign at one point, and he jumps in the air and freeze frame at the end. So, right, which of course is fist of fury, <laughs> part, but whatever, who it's, cares? It's part two. Yeah, oh, yeah, good, good call. I wasn't even thinking about yeah, because I think for the longest time, every time we've had these conversations, I'm like, well, yeah, fist of fury, fist of fury two, and you're like, no, you're thinking of big boss two because <laughs> the thing you always know about this one is the bolo with the Hitler mustache. Oh man, the best. Okay, well, let's talk about who's in it. Um, I went to the Hong Kong Movie Guide, and I got there's two directors, uh, To Man Bo and Lee Un. Yeah, To, to Lopo, I, To Man Bo, is this, you know, he's the guy that did um, one of my favorites, Bruce Lee's Greatest Revenge, or Bruce Lee's yeah. Greatest Revenge. And um, he uh, he also did um, Fist of Fury 3, or Jeet, Jeet, Kune Claw, Jeet Kune the Claws, the Supreme Kung Fu, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I can't even say that one. Um, yeah, right. But he was an assistant director too, actually on um, Enter the Dragon and Fist of Unicorn. So he, he went back a ways. But um, the other the other director, um, the one you were talking about, I think, because um, this is a p- partially Korean shot film, was probably the Korean liaison. You know, when they were shooting. Okay. So. Yeah, Lee Yoon, and it shows if you look at it, the Hong Kong uh, movie database, it this it shows him as this is the only movie he was a director. Yeah. Of. So you're, yeah, it's just like you always say they 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 had to have like a liaison that spoke the language that could be like, well, uh, actually this or whatever. Exactly, yeah, help help drag and communicate with everybody and everybody else for that matter. This movie, uh, more than a lot of them, made me wonder, and you'll know the answer to this, but was Dragon Lee a martial artist before he was a bodybuilder? Yeah. Like of, oh yeah, 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 definitely. He's uh, okay. you know Taekwondo guy. You know, he learned a lot of the kung fu styles while he was shooting these movies, but. Um, um, yeah, he was a competitor, you know. He, um, okay. in fact, um, Huang In Sik, I believe, was from who, who was in Way of the Dragon, um, fighting uh, Bruce Lee at the end with when he was fighting the guys out with Bob, him and Bob Wall. Mm-hmm. He's actually uh, one of his instructors, I think. So, oh. um, but yeah, no, he's a serious martial artist, and he's teaching his kid martial arts still to this day. So, you know, it's his, it's definitely his deal. How cool would it be to see like him go back in time and just see him back in the seventies in a real fight? Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be badass. He's kind of a scary looking guy, and in fact, I think in this movie he's actually at in many ways sort of his peak with the way he's oh, yeah. he's fighting and his choreography. I mean, he's got some really good moves, you know. 
and he's perfectly fit. I, when he was he was against Bodo. Bodo's usually so imposing, but I'm like Bodo doesn't even look that big there. Yeah, well, yeah, Dragon's a little more like shredded. And he's got a little bit of the V shape, or Bodo's looking yeah. kind of just sort of like yeah, I'm I'm big. <laughs> I'm stumped. Yeah, he's like, what's up? I can throw you, and they of course that's what they do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we got in Dragon Lee is in this as uh, My, Lee Han's song. God, yeah, man, and just the, this, you know, and, and Dragon Lee is has he was always my favorite as a kid growing up. As much as I love Bruce Lee, uh, Dragon Lee was just my favorite, you know, from the very beginning. And so this was sort of an, a later discovered movie of his, but for me, but um, he brings more fun, doesn't he? You know, there's something about uh, Bruce Lee; he's really too serious about it. And, he, and in this case, this movie is just full of Dragon Lee just being a complete goofball. Yeah, I mean, he is over the top for sure many times, you know. I mean, with the yeah. the, the amount of, like, fist pumping and, you know, nose footwork and nose yeah. shuffling and just the whole deal. And the grunt with the finger pointing. Yeah. He does that a number of times. But <clears throat> he commits to it, you know what I mean? It's like he's, yeah. he's like he fully buys into it. I mean, he must have practiced it in the mirror over and over again. Dragon Lee has always been been one of my favorites and so he uh you know i didn't see this one till later i'd say i probably didn't see it till i don't know maybe like 15 years ago or something like that so wow yeah it's cool that you even you can still discover these it's like wait i've never seen that one it's cool yeah 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 even me you know they're all <laughs> new to me <laughs> right yeah this sure well actually i haven't even seen this one that many times you know and i have I do have um, access to a, a print of it that that's really nice, and and I just um, and when you sometimes when I sit back and I, I watch it and and see it sort of in its its original format, you go, oh, that wasn't, wasn't too bad actually. When when you know, in other words, you I think you watch for this an Amazon version, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna love this, and I, I implore you to go ahead and just watch like watch like five minutes of the end. There are like they're like half the time. There's no character in the frame. They cut it mm. to like the straight middle, so you can see like Bodo's shoulder, <laughs> and you can see Dragon's shoulder, and it's just like some greenery. And oh, it's so it's so bad. You could tell he was trying to frame these good shots where he had them each on each side of the screen. Oh, that's. But when they cut it down like that, there's just nobody there. Uh, yeah, that, well, that would be. <laughs> what's funny is it's <laughs> you know the, the the technique that they would you know as you probably know what they would when they would take these widescreen movies and, and do them for TV which is the square shape and the cent basically yeah. the center they'd call it pan and scan so i guess that was just the without the uh, pan it was just the right. scan right they didn't pan they just scanned <laughs> exactly i'm like wait a minute who is that yeah it's really funny there were like entire conversations that happened where nobody's on the screen at all oh man yeah it was it was wild yeah you, you'll uh, like this I'll, I'll i'll make sure you get a chance to see it you'll see it's a, it's a, right. actually a pretty decent looking film even though you can tell i mean we'll talk about this i'm sure but there's it's, I don't know what period it's supposed to be in, but it's, they're in, indicating it's like the early 1900s or something like that. But there's so many giveaways where they're shooting in a modern-day city. And so I think they're always shooting down these narrow alleyways and in these apartments to try to avoid mm-hmm. all the modern <laughs> the modern uh, architecture. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Dragon, Bolo. Um, who else was in this? Uh, of, that's no Well, you, who do you do? We got Philip Cofe, yeah. Philip Co. yeah. Um, according to... If you look at IMDb, mm-hmm. it's just um, uh, Leek, Chung, right. Bolo, and Dragon. Yeah, they just throw in a just, couple of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just like, yeah, and it doesn't really matter. In fact, Philip Coe doesn't show up at all in the cast list on IMDb. You have to go look at the Hong Kong. Got to fix that. Somebody listening to this needs to go on there and fix that. Yeah, shop them. And then we've got... Um, Toei Wo, who's the, the guy with the scar on his face, one of the Japanese. Okay. You know, we And that's... Yeah. We saw him in. Um, I mean, he's been around forever. He was like back in Touch of Zen and the One Arm Boxer. But he, um, I think, this same year he did uh, Tower of Death, which we, he also had the scar in his face in that one. And he was in. Um, okay. He did uh, with, uh, the Van Damme, Double Impact with Van Damme. He's got a little part in that. No too. kidding. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, anyone else? A well, big note. No big note. I guess I think that's of note. So there you go. Yeah, I see. Uh, if you look at IMDb, you know, usually you don't get your picture on there unless you've been in a couple of movies. They list uh, a Fa Wanli. Let's see, where does that go? And he is—he was in Police Story, Duel of the Seven Tiger, lots of Jackie Chan movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? He was probably yeah. Who knows? But anyway, there you go. All right. I don't know him, but he was there. But Good job, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so I love the way this movie starts. It's so cool with them all walking down the street. If I could have seen that in yeah. widescreen, that would have been uh, cool. Yeah, it's total, total uh, wild bunch, reservoir dogs yep. for sure, 100%. Absolutely. And, and, and right before that even comes on, you've got the, the opening credits, which has the uh, some of the music from um, – um, Ka- uh, Costas uh, Gavras's Z, the movie Z. It's a famous, okay. you know, um, uh, film. Um, but uh, they use a theme from that, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, that that opening shot with them coming over is pretty in- pretty cool. I love that. Um, right away, we get in with the plot. Uh, it didn't make a lot of sense, but it was about getting, you know, it's like a spy thing, and we got to get these names to somebody. And um, yeah, there's a lot we... of the mysterious messages that need to be delivered. That the, the <laughs> MacGuffin of this pr- particular movie that uh, doesn't totally. make a lot of sense. Yeah, the whole plot really makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, we just have these evil Japanese. That's what makes sense is we're demonizing the Japanese even further than we have before. But they're all Hitlers. And yeah, there are a few. There are hilarious scenes where they're just walking around cackling and hurting people. <laughs> but, okay, that said, if you go read, I think I went out to, um, I don't know, I found a good synopsis on it. Accordingly, what it's about is they're trying to, it's like an independence from the Japanese movement. right? And I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. it's again that it's that theme that gets used in a number of these films where the independence sort of, I mean, the, in this case, it would be Koreans trying to you know beat off the excuse not beat off but fend off the um, <laughs> the uh, invading Japanese, which is you know we've seen that in a number of the uh, of the films. So we just we get the sort of German Japanese hybrid, I guess, with the mustaches. Yeah, it's the Italians that are always trying to beat them off. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, the plot's weird here. Um, it's really just a vehicle for lots of fights. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we start out right away. Bruce uh, gets shot in the leg. Which and... is – it's interesting because he gets shot in the leg by, by Bolo. And that character that Bolo's playing in, in, in relationship with this modern gun thing reminds me of um, Tatsuya Nakadai in Yojimbo. Remember, he's got the gun. Yeah. And because even at the end, it pays off with the chopsticks. There's that moment where, where Mifune's – fighting him totally. at the end and so there's a little bit of that borrow there which i think was yeah. probably pretty intentional you know yeah, he uses this uh, sashimi knife to cut his hand yeah and then he can't use his gun anymore yeah that's cool that's funny to think of uh, and, and that's of course the way it goes right everything's borrowed it's like yeah let's do this <laughs> but that was great in this um he was pretty hilarious um yeah but so that set us up he got shot in the leg He's limping around, about to die. He asks for directions to find his people, and I don't even know who those people are. Uh, is this where uh, Li Wang Chin is? I think who he was looking for, or something like that. Oh yeah, I remember uh, who he's looking yeah. for. But he, yeah, his name is Li Li Shan. Uh, blanket on what his name is uh, Li uh, Li Han Li Han San or something. Right, yeah. he's Li Han San. He was looking for a gentleman called uh, Li Wang Chin, I guess. Yeah, and that's the guy. Who was like never heard of him, so. Bruce passes out in the street. Uh, these are all, it's all just this weird sequence. He suddenly wakes up and he's been saved by these people. And, you know, they nurse him back to health. Yeah, there's interesting pacing with this movie. There's moments of these sort of drawn out, like there's right before then, he, he, there's this big long beat of where he meets this guy on a bicycle. And he's like, are you looking for this address? And the guy's like, looks right. at it. And, he, and they're cutting back and forth. It's sort of like, or it might be just a throwaway moment. He's just showing him an address. He goes, yeah, it's around. But they've really turned it into a scene, you know? And it's, it's so, and then he kind of, there's a, a bit of, I mean, you almost want to give it credit sometimes for taking its its time with build up and rather than just sort of next scene, next scene, next scene. But it's just sort of it's a little uneven at times. But it's you know it's it's kind of fun to watch. Well, especially because I think they made up all the dialogue. Like really, this time. Some I usually say that because it just doesn't make sense. But this one really doesn't. Like whatever he's saying to the guy, it's probably approximately that. Do you know where this address is? But it's weird. Like there's a lot of stuff in this. There's also 
the actors doing the voices are kind of making fun of it, like making it a little slapsticky. Yeah, and, and like the other problem you get into is sometimes they're not saying entire like exactly what they're translating, and and so there's you know the the people you're watching on screen are acting maybe something else that the words are not fitting into, so it looks odd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a scene later on which we'll get to, but it's the lady with her legs cut off, mm-hmm. whatever, which wasn't they weren't actually cut off, but whatever. Yeah, I know. And she's she's just like you know, oh, you're with the horrible Japanese and it's just like I'm like it's not what she's saying yeah it's not at all what's happening in this scene but all right whatever we get a lot of flashbacks in this too that's which is where we're at now he gets the flashback to Bruce's father getting killed yeah and that's a weird one I don't know if it's in the version you saw and because there's generally are several versions but when he first is when he's lying on when he comes to and he's in the apartment or the house and he's talking to Kofei and he's saying yes uh, you know I knew your father there's this cut to somebody walking through some woods and then it just goes away. <laughs> You're sort of like, what was that? I mean, I think it was supposed to be the implication that it was going to be Kofei and, and when he meets up with um, with uh, Dragon Lee's father in the right. past, you know, gives him, again, yeah. gives him a secret message to deliver, which is probably like the third or fourth time in the movie that happens. Yeah, and we get our first, I'll get revenge! Right, our first. Classic scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our first of any. Um, now we meet uh, what I who I dubbed Oliver. <laughs> he's like a, he's a Nick, dirty Nick faced Jung, right? street urchin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. And he's gonna do a little gambling. Yeah, he's just got such that like I'm a good boy, and the the dirt on his face is just so phony. And, it's, so and which like, oh, is it's... what's so odd about it because it doesn't get explained per se. I mean, you can make the excuse up. He's like undercover is the idea but that even that isn't even utilized as a, a narrative component he's he's seems like he's a vagrant living on the street yet his sister right. owns this incredible palatial palace <laughs> you know i thought that was so weird too because yeah. i'm like i just still didn't know who he was until the sister explained that that's my brother yeah i'm like i don't know who he is but he keeps helping people and he's He's kind of a cool guy. And yeah, he's, I don't he's know like the little Jackie Chan element somewhat. Yeah, yeah, you got it. He's totally Jackie. In fact, he he gets most of the really good fight scenes, and he's kind of the hero up until the end. Yeah. It, well, you, you're yeah. right. We kind of lose Dragon out after, when he gets shot in the leg for a while, I mean, yeah. he de- I mean, which is unfortunate because you can tell he's – He's sort of at, like I said earlier, at the top of his game here, and and so because uh, even in the the last third of it, when he's like busting out and fighting everybody, you can it's like oh god, I wish I'd seen a little bit more of that in the beginning. Totally, you know? yeah. He's just like hobbled. He's not doing anything. He gets saved by Oliver, is what I call him. Yeah. <laughs> so Oliver um, does a Zadoichi scene where he figures out their gambling thing, and he goes ahead and cheats him back to get a bunch of money, which just really led us onto a chase scene and some some just a reason to fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's interesting. I, one of the things you'll notice about Tolo Poe with this, and he and he was the same with Bruce's Greatest Revenge and everything else he does. He loves these upward angle shots, like so many of the shots of the characters when they walk in or about to fight, or whatever. he's like got the camera down at their like waist and he's shooting up at their heads. I don't know why he does mm-hmm. it, but he just loves those shots. He saw it in some western. Yeah, they're like, all That's over. It. That's it. Um, my next note is funny. It's because uh, there was the cheating scene and the chase, mm-hmm. and he hides and stuff. But then there's a restaurant scene, and I just said, "Why are they fighting?" I, at that point, I had no idea. We're just in this restaurant. I think it's just the Japanese again. They just keep popping up, and they're just evil. Yeah, it's just an ex- that's because that's the first time we get to see Nick doing his fighting. So I think they were just coming up with a way to. And it was also, yeah. I think, the idea was that we're we're giving this oppression of how the Japanese have taken over this this town and so they're yeah. all applauding when he beats them up and you know i think that's i think that's just yeah. sort of the underscored idea of it i love it <clears throat> okay so now i didn't i wasn't sure yeah well this is where we get the um the i guess the daughter playing the lute mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a really funny subplot through this whole thing so i guess the wife is sick and she moans like she's gonna die but it's a nervous disorder and it's she'll totally heal her anytime she hears this Lute. Right. <laughs> Which comes later on back into play, and it's really funny. It's such a weird plot point, you know, And but it's, yeah, I mean, they, I guess they thought they were pretty ingenious coming up with this idea to pull it, <laughs> pull it yeah, into the Yeah, because later on, it's going to pay off. Because you know? right then, I'm just going, what? 
I mean, maybe it was. I was thought maybe it's a reason just to play some music. Yeah. And like, okay, whatever. I don't know. You're getting healthier each day. Oh, yeah. Thanks to you. Huh? It's my wife. She doesn't feel well. She's like that sometimes. But don't worry, it's nothing serious. You see, she's had it for some time now. Why don't you call in a doctor? Mm. Wouldn't help. Even if he came. Only the sound of the lute can revive her spirits when she's nervous and calm her. One her helps her mother when she gets that way. Um, yeah, Japanese come, fight, fight, uh fighting the family that was protecting our Bruce. Um, There's some pretty good dialogue. They hide in a field. And this is where Bruce actually um, starts getting his butt butt kicked by the Japanese. And Oliver swoops in and uh, helps Bruce out. So So now they're kind of friends, but they don't stay together. Because there's a really weird scene that comes in a little while where Bruce is kind of chasing Oliver to find out who he is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but the first family, this is great. Yeah, they go off to cousins, and right away I thought cousin is going to be a dick. He's gonna he's gonna screw him over. But no, he opens the door, gives him hugs. He's like, "I'll protect you. I'm your cousin." I'm like, my note says it's quite accommodating, but of course, it didn't work that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of in- introduction to random characters in this, and sometimes it it becomes something, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, you just didn't, some, there's a a case where we get these two characters that just sort of appear and they start talking and then they walk up and they get attacked by the Japanese and then they die. And you're like, oh, okay, I thought we we're about to meet somebody. And we're right. just apparently just going to watch some guys die. Lupo two, Lupo two is just like, you want to be in my movie? It's an awesome movie. Yeah. I got I'll, a scene I'll put for you, you in my movie. <laughs> um, I love that. So then comes the weird part, uh, which we were just talking about. So, and I may have missed something here because I feel like it's there was a bit more fights in between or maybe a little more running around. But now the Japanese are planning to, for some reason, kill the ailing mother. <laughs> Is there anything between those scenes that I missed that you would want to talk about? Uh, well, you know we're we basically put the... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they put the replacement loot player. Right. In. Yeah, I think the idea here is now they're just getting so fed up with they can't catch Dragon, you know, that they're they keep, right. he keeps because he's he's dodging and moving away, and Nick Chung's all, you know off slipping away at the same time, and so uh, now they've managed via the interpreter cousin, you know, bad guy, <laughs> right. uh, you know, double agent who's earlier said I have to do everything for money, um, <laughs> which they always got one of those. They always got the one traitor who's gonna. It's going to get it. Um, so I think that's more or less what it is. It's like, let's just okay. get our way to, to Kofi and get him. T- let's wipe out everybody that would make Dragon upset. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, they could have just hung out with him until Dragon showed up and shot him. Yeah. <laughs> with the gun again. But, yeah. So it's a really funny scene where um, they need the, – so the, the mom is just moaning up a storm. She's, like, going to die from her nervous disorder. So they have this idea, like, um, I think it was Bruce. He's like, hey, I know someone. She totally plays that, too. And, you know, I don't think he mentions that she can't walk or any of that. That was a scene that I skipped over. It was when the really funny scene. I'm going to put the dialogue in for it. Um, but it's where the the sister of Oliver is like, who are you? If you knew him and you were friends with him, you'd know his name. You're just a dirty Japanese and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's just like, he's like, what are you talking about? He kind of pushes her on her chest and she totally falls backwards. And then we get a great flashback of her defying the Japanese earlier on. And they don't exactly cut her legs off, but they like cut her Achilles tendon. Right. Yeah. So now she's amputated, as she says. Yeah. And in each one of the flashbacks is the same thing. It's somebody passing a note and the Japanese showing up and killing him. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Right. Totally. Yeah. What do you want? Easy, lady. That man who just left here is a friend of mine. A friend of yours? Then you ought to know his name. Well, uh... Damn you! You're a traitor! He worked for the Japs! 
do. I refuse to tell you anything about my comrades. You can kill me. Come off it, lady. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so, so the big plan comes to around that the Japanese stop the girl who was going to come and play the lute, and they get this evil spy girl who's really nice, and she plays the lute like um, an '80s new wave song. But she goes instead, and uh, they like kill the poor amputee. Well, they stab. You know what's funny about it is they they stick a sword through her, which you'd think would kill her. But when Dragon Mm -hmm. finds her later, she's still alive, which is what to me is baffling, considering everybody else is dead from much less (laughs) (laughs) destructive means. She's like, yeah, she's still just fine, pretty much. Yeah, but she has this uh, this loot that instead has these little uh, barrels that come out of it. Yeah, to shoot needles. So that kind of surprised me. She's playing up a storm, and it's funny because Mom doesn't even really like it. Mom's just moaning even louder. Yeah. She's not having a good time. The husband's looking at her like, what the hell? You're a terrible loop player. Yeah, she's playing this horrible song, and then finally, doo, <laughs> darts right into Mom's chest. I was like, what? Why? This poor woman. I know. And it was funny. Uh, as they she, Remember that she fires him at Kofay, and he catches him and throws them yeah, at her. And which, if you look at the actress, because you can tell she's probably just not an actress, he, the, 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 the little things go into her, and she barely moves. She just kind of looks at him. I'm like, you just got stabbed, woman. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, she seemed pretty clueless. That was another one. You want to be in my movie? Yep, exactly. It's be awesome. <laughs> Tolo Po again. <laughs> He's a player. Player to the end. Well... Okay, so then, yeah, he, he runs, Bruce runs, he finds the, the amputee. Um, he says, here's, here, I guess, I think she... Well, he finds, he finds, you know, Kofay first and then does, you know, does, his, I guess, his second time with his, I swear, revenge. Oh. Yes. And then he, yes. we get a moment that's a la Way of the Dragon where he jumps in the air and kicks the potted plant in slow motion above his head. I like the slow-mo things in this. Yeah, they, they, they dish it out occasionally with Dragon in this one. And then, of course, yeah. goes to to her and then again i swear revenge i think we're working yeah. on three at that point yeah i thought kofi was gonna hold it together too yeah. he's doing a good job but you know it just happens they that blinded way. him they blinded him <laughs> yeah that was i thought it was funny because right away i'm like hey bolo's doing the same thing he did in Bloodsport. oh wait yeah that's right <laughs> Bloodsport comes you know 10 years later okay never mind <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so then he uh, finds the girl. She sends him on, but he's going to find Oliver. So Oliver has a pretty great fight with this slew of Japanese people, and I thought that those were really good. Yeah, it was like a, just a bunch. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know any of their faces. Well, he was going to go get Bolo, and so he fights all their. Uh, he fights their bodyguards out front. Yeah, yeah. We did the it's tower. Good. Of yeah, them. it's good. It's good scene. Yeah, he had some really good moves. I enjoyed that fight. And Bolo's in there getting a massage. Yeah, didn't I, I was going to say, I put a note here. Didn't we already see Bolo, like, having sexual relations with a woman in another film where everybody else was outside fighting? Well, you know, it's interesting because he will again in another one directed by this same guy. <laughs> um, he just thought Bolo's Muscles the of the Dragon, I think it's <laughs> one of the, yeah, one of the, but they stick a scene. It might even be from the same movie. They just plug it in there because Bolo's not anywhere else in the movie. It just cuts to him in a love scene with this girl or a massage or something and then just gone so it was like they in fact I don't know if in your version of that you saw on Amazon I'm not sure which one's on there they stick in two scenes from um, the clones of Bruce Lee into this mm. where where Dragon Lee fights these two guys outside in the dark and, yes and right so that's from the and then the scene where he's training in the grass and he's doing the Rocky music's playing and he's, yeah. yeah so both of those scenes where it's <laughs> lifted from the clones and put in here it seemed familiar the outside one yeah. I'm like and I actually put a big question mark in my notes about that because I'm like because it's weird he's like walking at night whistling yeah and his and hair's is a right lot shorter a too fight. if you look at it yeah this is right after he they do the let's go kill all Japanese yeah I was like I don't understand what's happening but he uses the same move again the one that they cut from clones of him taking two people's heads and bashing them together he does that later on with, with some of the other that's true henchmen yep. yeah well alright so it's Oliver versus uh, Bolo that was a it was pretty good and obviously Bolo whooped the shit out of him yeah at the end he goes into that major drilling him in the chest with his punches and it fades yeah. to this blur shot you know <laughs> it's just so brutal <laughs> 
Bruce finds Oliver hanging from a tree, which and, is also which is hilarious because he's wearing a hat the entire time; it never comes off. It's like glued to his head. <laughs> I didn't even notice yeah. that. Well, this is the best part: is the sound Bruce makes. It's like they couldn't use a regular scream, like a, a regular pronouncement. For the swearing of... to vengeance again. You mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, oh, oh yeah! <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. I trained with uh, I trained with Dragon a little bit. He taught me that one. Trained, yeah. <laughs> vocal kung fu. <laughs> stupid fool. He's got himself killed. Vocal Kung Fu, totally. Um, yeah, there's so many good quotes in this and so many funny sounds. And that was where I'm just like, what? It's just so slapstick and so, you know. Anyway. And so much laughing because then we cut to a scene. Bruce is so mad. He does the scream. And we cut to a scene and it's like 30 seconds of, ah, ha, 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 ha. And they're all just like, LOLing. Like, what? We just had such a good day killing people. And I'm, I just, LOL. Right. <laughs> and then we get and then we cut to and then we have this whole sequence where the uprising begins, you know, where dragons sort of like standing around watching the, the peasants beat the Japanese with baseball bats. <laughs> yeah. But not before Bolo randomly kills a henchman. Right. He kill, well, he kill, doesn't <laughs> like, he kill the cousin? I think it's the cousin yeah. he kills, yeah. Oh, is that who he kills? Uh, the, okay. the I missed it. I knew he grabbed the sword yeah. of the guy, and then I was like, okay, whatever. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. He was just finishing off the family. Yeah, basically yeah. that, and the, the feeling like the guy just didn't do them right. I guess with his his uh, his ability as a Japanese bad guy. <laughs> well, you said it. It was really uh, funny. The uprising, revenge, kill all Japanese, and there's this great. Just, every montage in this is about twenty seconds long, no longer. They're not <laughs> a big deal, but they put on some music and they throw some scenes together. In this case, it was just it was like watching, I don't know, some. It was very brutal. It was like. Uh, watching a bunch of that scene from kids where all the 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 skateboarders kill that that dude in the park oh right <laughs> and i was like damn guys yeah i mean they're basically just floundering on these guys with these baseball bats you know or whatever they are the red wiffle bats or something and then comes the scene that you said so bruce is walking suddenly <laughs> and we get our clones of bruce Lee scene. yep and i think I can't remember, but I think they actually use that scene also in Enter Three Dragons. I think it gets used a few times for whatever reason. They love it. Well, then we get the chopstick montage where he's training with the chopsticks in the tree. Yep. Chopstick throwing stars. <laughs> yeah, they're like, guess what? They'll never ban from a movie. <laughs> chopsticks. That's true. <laughs> we can use these like like shuriken. Yeah. I can, you know, I was kind of hoping that at one point he would pull them out and there'd be like a string between them and he'd have this like nunchaku chopstick. Oh my God, that'd be the best. And that'd be good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this was a great scene. So I guess Bolo's just so fed up. He decides we're going to, we're going to take their food. So it's a funny scene where everybody, it's confusing what they're saying. But if you rewind enough times, you can hear them saying, we need something to live on. You can't take our ginseng. Right, our ginseng. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you live on ginseng? <laughs> uh, we get our Rocky uh, acrobatic montage. You said that whole montage was from something Clones else? Clones of Bruce Lee, yeah. Uh, that's Clones yep. too. Yeah, it's funny. It's just like him doing some, some splits and some push I mean, it's actually and... from another film as well, but it's like it's used most notably in the Clones of Bruce Lee with that Rocky music. I love that. Yeah. And even when uh, I had when I was in South Korea with Dragon, he was specifically saying to me, I, we were talking about some film, I can't remember what it was, and he was like, oh, you know, it's funny, he goes, I, I've done so many films, but he goes, I'll go out there and I'll shoot something, then I'll find out it's in another film, and then it's used in another film. So he was totally aware of how often his, his clips would get stuck in other movies. Yeah, he looked really fit at that moment. So it's just like, you know, good old Lupo too. He's like, 
I want I want to like make him look hot, you know, hotter than Bolo. So let's just do this. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't flex his take his shirt off till the end. So they save the muscles yeah. for the end. Yeah, you know what's interesting is it was <clears> the um, clones at night scene where we got a lot of bruisisms. Not a lot other places as much as when we get to some of those final fights where he's just constantly flipping his nose. Yeah, at the end he really goes with, with the yeah. the footwork and the the fist clenching and such. Yeah. They even slow down the, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, Wah! yeah, exactly, yeah, for the yeah, for the fights, yeah. All right, well, he heads into town and he gets to the ginseng side and he trashes it. There we got our really that again. Then there we have our fist of fury kicking the you know sick men of not the sick men of Asia the uh, do, you know dogs aren't allowed and the Chinese aren't allowed in the park and he kicks the no, dogs yeah. Which I loved that scene <clears throat> as a kid. I thought it was so cool the way he, he got so high up and he has you know, such an act of rebellion. Yep. And in this case, you know, it was like he ripped some paper in slow motion. And you're not taking my ginseng. <laughs> That's the last right. straw. So we get our first big fight. So this him versus the first big group of bad guys. Yeah. And it and it was funny because like right away I saw that guy with the katana and I'm like, dude, pull it out. Like kind of standing back getting punched. Like the sword, yeah. when your friends are punching it, might help. But he waited until he was already getting punched before he started trying to pull that sucker out. Well, they do a great little – like I said, there's some moments of really kind of ingenious choreography, even though it doesn't always deliver the way you can tell it was intended. But where a dragon's approaching him and he keeps trying to pull the sword out and Bruce like knocks it back into the scarboard. There's this little exchange where he like, pushes it in. He goes attacking and pushes it back in and pulls it out a little bit, grabs it, pushes it back in. <laughs> it's a pretty cool little scene. I love that. Yeah. And the slow motion was used really well here too. Yeah, and the last guy is funny, the the boss, because he, he sort of – he's getting the exchange of information where he can find Bolo, and, and then he kind of stops dragging like he's – okay, I'm going to leave him alone. He, like, even rubs his hair, like pets him kind of for a second, and then all of a sudden he kicks him and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Yeah. Um, my – yeah, we're just heading off to the big Bolo fight scene, but my other note was what we've already talked about. There was a scene where there were no people in him. <laughs> oh, you mean with the framing? Wild. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. So we get to Bolo, and Bolo's totally meditating, having a good time, uh, which I think is weird for Bolo anyway. But then um, we get the, we start the fight, and Bruce starts winning right away. He makes Bolo fall onto his meditation stuff. That's so funny. Really yeah, happy. he does that one throw, and then of all the places that Bolo lands, it's on some pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then, of course, bringing a gun to a kung fu fight. And that's where, where our Yojimbo moment pays off. Yes, it does. So, yeah, he shoots at him twice and misses him at the range of like five feet, and just enough time for a chopstick in the hand. Yeah, there's an, there's an interesting kind of reoccurring thing where a lot of the fighters fight injured. You know, you got Dragon Lee at the beginning with his leg shot, then you have Kofei being blinded, and then you get Bolo with the chopstick in the in the the fist. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, it's kind of it's it's not a bad fight. Um, you know they're trying to show off how awesome Bolo is, but um, he ends up doing the same thing to him. He punches him a ton, it, and he actually does a pressure point thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know it's interesting that yeah. that particular fight. You can tell there are sort of editing and pacing beats in this sequence that are really reminiscent of Bruce Lee and Bob Baker fighting in in Fist of Fury. It just has some of these shots, and you can tell that they, I think they were trying to pull a little bit of that moment with the pauses and the sort of wide shots with the back and forth. So if you watch, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a stretch, but there's definitely some borrowing of that that they're trying to do here, I think. Yeah, and not so, uh, when, even when we first get to Bolo, they're really taking their time with him. They're going slowly around him with his eyes shut, and then he gets up and they're just going really slow, showing them both kind of limber up to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I did like the pressure point thing. I thought um, at that moment they were going to do a Terry Zaruki and we were going to look inside Bolo and watch his heart explode or something. <laughs> it just never happened. Yeah, and that is 
dragon, Bruce Well, Lee and it's interesting, cartoon. too, if you watch the last, and I always remember this, the last, you know, that the, the eminent of most of these kung fu movies, there's always like a freeze frame. And yeah. they cut on it, it says, you know, the end. And in this case, it was always funny to me because dragon, the freeze frame in this is really bizarre because she come, his, the girl comes up and hands Dragon Lee his coat. And he takes the coat and decides to celebrate by throwing <laughs> it in the air. And he throws it in the air and he goes high up on his toes and throws his hands in the air. And you can tell he's like kind of posing, thinking this is where the freeze frame was going to be. But then it, can't, <laughs> it keeps rolling. And then you see him, his feet come down and he, he kind of like, you know, he can only stand on his toes for more than a second or two. And he comes down and everything sort of relaxes. And then it cuts back on the freeze frame with him up like it jumps backwards like they forgot to pull out just that little bit and so it's all but it seems to be in every print i see so it's pretty funny lupo too is just like no mary tyler moore i said more like mary yeah, tyler exactly. moore, mary tyler moore. <laughs> throw the hat jump in the air yep. yeah but That's awesome all in all it's actually i think a fairly underrated dragonly movie that that um you know, I mean, it's definitely got a lot of problems, and it's we, it's a little odd, but it's uh, you know, it's got some good fight scenes, and its pacing mm-hmm. isn't that bad. It doesn't have like long stretches of just dullness. You know, there's always something to keep you entertained, um, but I don't think it gets looked at too often. Yeah, I thought it was very colorful. Had a lot of good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it the pacing was good. My biggest problem is most of the dialogue. I just I'm like, what? But you know, obviously, these things aren't meant to be sat down and watched like you know we're watching yeah the godfather the godfather just, yeah let it go this is not the yeah they're, they're throwing they're, they're throwing a little plot at you accept it or move on yeah <laughs> this would not be the godfather of of kung fu movies for sure yeah yeah well cool um let's start with the uh, i'd say i'd say that we kind of covered the brucisms he does a lot of the i can't speak finger grunting stuff um <clears throat> Which we talked about. Bruce did that because there were like uh, in in some of his movies it was like foreign people too or whatever. Yeah, and that that's where that comes from, which is kind of funny because they they'll you'll see it in a lot of whether it's Black Dragon versus Yellow Tiger or this one and Dragon Lee's does it a number of times where they have those moments where they're obviously emulating Bruce Lee where he would talk with his fingers or you know he would wave right. his finger or shake his head and and in this. They seem to be implying that he and you know because the bolo being the invader, Japanese doesn't speak Korean, et cetera. So it's they they can't speak with each other yet. There's a lot of <laughs> there seems to be a lot of bolo talking to other people that would probably be Korean in this film. So I don't <laughs> I don't know if they've stayed consistent with the idea that Dragon's behaving the way he is because nobody understands him. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where they're just these two Japanese guys stopping each person on the street and saying like. Do you know, you know, do you know Bruce Lee? Right. You know, do you know Lee Hansan? Or yep. I think that's what, but yeah, the guys are like, no, but it's obviously everybody does, they're speaking the same language. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, good movie. Taint bad, my friend. Taint bad. I actually have an original, <clears throat> original, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> original um, Chinese poster of this movie that I had gotten in a theater after it had played. I'd missed it when it was playing at uh, the Great Star Theater in San Francisco, but I did get the poster. So <laughs> I've had well, that for a number of years. I think it's really cool that you have a widescreen version of this because, I mean, I, you can't find that out there on the web. So no, nah, but it, maybe you'll be it, able to find it one day on Blu-ray. You never know. Exactly, exactly. How cool would that be? Yeah. I think a lot of these would just, they'd be so improved with just... They, I can't say it enough, man. Copy. If you're not watching them on the big yeah. screen where it makes it even better, as you would know, going to the Hollywood theater, you see them on the big screen uh-huh. with a crowd. Second best thing is just seeing their original format. I mean, you sometimes you go, oh, you know what? This looks so much better than it has. You know, I've seen it my whole life on, you know, Amazon or YouTube or wherever you're watching it. Yeah. You know what I get next week? It's Eastern Condors. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's go to news. I uh, uh, you have big news. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's um, when by the time this comes out if it's still going on. But for those who don't know, um, we have um, an Indiegogo um, thing up right now that's tr- I'm trying to uh, do an art book on all these posters that I've had since I was a kid. And this was actually the original idea I was trying to do when when the um, publishers asked me to write a book 
uh, about them. But I originally was my plan was just to take all these posters I had and lobby cards, etc., and do a real beautiful art book with just because a lot of them are really rare and some you've never even seen some of these posters and right. and just having them all you know in high definition and some kind of you know, pretty format, you know, so, um, there's a couple of, you know, there's a number of poster books out there. I mean, there's a big market for them, whether they're spaghetti Western posters or Polish posters or the posters from Ghana. In fact, there's an actually really nice, um, uh, two series, um, two volume, um, book on called, I think it's called the art of vengeance, which is uh, just on the Chinese martial arts posters. It's really nice. Um, and so it'd be in that vein. Right, um, but anyways, we're if you if this is still out, check out Indiegogo. dot com. Um, look under the Bruce Ploitation art book. Please pass it around. Please donate if you can't donate. Just pass it around because if we can reach our goal, all we're trying to do is get the minimum so I can get. Um, and because I have to do a hundred of them before I can even get a break in the price. Because if I try and do thirty of them, it'll end up costing more than doing like a hundred of them. And so oh. we're basically just trying to get the minimum just to get them all done and out there. We've got a couple of cool perks on there. You know, we've got a couple of Bruce Lee signed things. I've got a there's a, a photo up on there that was actually belonged to Bruce Lee. That uh, was a picture of him that he was using for one of his books that he was doing and ultimately ended up being used in um, Bruce Lee's fighting method. So there's a couple of really cool perks, and or you can just buy the book or buy the fifteen dollar um, digital version. But anyways, we yeah, just even the digital one, you're not you you're not just going to find these things until the digital's out out on the web. Correct, like this is, right? And yeah, yeah. it's going to be high quality. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so and you know if you really want to. Uh, you could join us here on the Clones Cast. Pick your movie. That's right. One of the perks, man. Come on yeah. and chat with us. Totally. Love to have you on, and we could talk about. Uh, hopefully, the book will be out by then, and we can be like, "Which is your favorite?" Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No. So hopefully, anybody listening, get on there, get it out there, pass them around. We want to make. I mean, right now we're we're only about I think about two weeks away, but um, yeah, we're not even halfway there yet. So we got we kind of got the real diehard fans in there already, which is great. But we just gotta we gotta keep branching out. So and the people on social media, you know, it's uh, it's this and uh, you know, hopefully enough other people spreading, you know, word of mouth to get to all the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you know, it's like I have these things in my in my storage unit, and my, my some of them are hanging up on the walls. But it's it's like I'm like God, it's just a, a shame. I don't want to just put them up on Instagram. You know, it's like you want to share them, and you want to. I want people to have like, so, you know, that that love these movies. Like, if I didn't have all these posters, and I wanted to have something affordable that I can to be able to look at them, this would be the way I do it. So, totally. we'll see. Well, hopefully, it'll yeah. be the case, and we'll get it. I mean, I'm Discussed. looking. I was looking at you know potential ways of trying to gap fill in the the money to if we don't make it. But I mean, we'll we'll have to see if it can be done. But I really would love to to have it done so get out there baby yep come on guys i'd love to i want that book yeah that's right i'm i'm in i'm in matthew's in. i didn't do the one where i get to join the clones cast but you know (laughs) one of the better one of the higher perks yeah there's yeah we're gonna do a real limited version of a special edition that's gonna get a slip case and it's it's gonna be cool it's it's, there's i think we're only doing 20 of them or 25 of them or something like that so cool i love it yep uh all right, well, on to phone numbers. I owe everybody uh, a uh, Blu-ray, which I still need to work out. So, sorry, guys, next episode. Um, until then, you could still join in. I don't. I think only, uh, I don't know, three or four people um, reviewed. Uh, what was our last movie? Soul Brothers, uh, Kung Fu. Right, and we asked them actually to talk about this one. So now that you've heard us talk about it, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Isn't that wasn't that what we said? Yeah, that we said we, if we anybody wanted to call too. in and 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 mention yeah. you know talk about this film like they'd seen it, uh, and then that way we well, could. It, so nobody called in. Nobody was brave enough to call in. No, nobody was brave enough to call in. I did get a message. That, hold on a second here. I could probably knock this out pretty quickly because I'd like to uh, before t- too much time goes on. But I could throw out. Uh, here we are. We did get a message from BB and. Um, he talks about, let's see, is this, are we talking about the one? Yeah, Big Boss 2. He said, um, the music in this movie was robbed from other movies, including The Day of the Dolphin, <laughs> which goes well with the end of the Lo Mang Bruce Lai fight uh, at the end of the movie. And, of course, Rocky. Um, yeah. 
Uh, the Big Boss 2 uses Duel at Diablo in the opening credits. Yeah, that's from the... Z, correct? Yeah, I think, okay, I think... that's the Z. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the okay. one that's used in the beginning, yeah. Uh, the Nanshuku guy, uh, Chung Nick from the Candle Floor <laughs> in Enter the Game of Death, plays a weird Jackie Chan clone. Oh, yeah. Listed in the credits as Jackie Chang. And while displaying initial charm, his character is brutally shunted off screen with an eerie absence of any humor that made the real Jackie Chan so popular. Although, as pointed out by a review on old Bruce Bloitation website, there's gallows humor in the character's hat somehow remaining on his head even after his body is strung upside down. Nope. Just like you pointed Got out. those points, yeah. However, my favorite thing about this movie is the doubling down on cliches in every scene. Uh, he goes to list. In one minute of screen time, Bolo sporting... Japanese Geta combined with a bizarre Hitler mustache shoots Dragonly in the leg and then blows smoke from the tip of his revolver. Right, that's right. Uh, the Dragonly character is somehow able to escape from the gang of pursuers by turning a corner and then hides behind uh, at and then a conveniently sized garbage rickshaw. That's right. <laughs> aided by an equally conveniently placed perfect stranger who owns the cart. Uh, two of the Japanese villains stop the rickshaw guy eyeing, up, eyeing the cart suspiciously while the rickshaw owner adopts mannerisms and shiftiness akin to my dog when it's being questioned about the disappearance of food from low-lying tabletops. Uh, they then suddenly and spontaneously decide not to search it, saying, it stinks. That was really funny. While one character physically holds his nose between his thumb and forefinger, as the rickshaw guy leaves, he does the big phew on camera, wiping sweat from his brow. Um, yeah, there you go. Countless cliches just in one minute of film time. Yeah, that's, he actually that was something I had thought about. And he's he's right because there's um, he or she I didn't catch, but they um, we don't know. It's BB. It's BB. There you go. Okay. Well, the, there is a lot of convenience in this. You know, in that sequence he talked about was one of the pieces I noticed. And even when he gets on the boat to to go across the water, the, the one of the Japanese just happens to show up when he's on the boat to go back and tell them. You know, and and uh, yeah, there's a lot of overselling with the face for sure something smells you definitely got to grab the nose you know if you see something you got to nod your head like yeah you know <laughs> it's just so, it's great i love that well thanks bb um i will follow up with anybody else next week or next episode uh which is which have been a month away so sorry not next week next month uh give us a call 424-257-0344 um, leave us a message or just uh, like most people do respond on screenmayhem.com we'll have a, there's a little chat area at the at end of each episode and you can leave a message there very good anything else? no my man that's it I guess uh, yeah. all I can say is always a pleasure talking to you always a pleasure talking to you and until next time where we Bruce it up <laughs> Bruce up baby <laughs> 